What's good, y'all? This is Jay. And this is Mike. We're talking about politics, sports, you name it. Raw, unfiltered, and real. And we ain't talking joint papers. And, and this, this is, is the Emerald, Emerald Perspective. Perspective. Where we swear we ain't Hello, everybody. We're coming to you live. Emerald Perspective. We out here with uh, me, Mike Fiso, and I got LJ Jennings. And our Jeez. special guest today is our sponsor, longtime brother, hey. Stuart Jennings. Oh, yeah. Quiet applause. Oh, yeah. Quiet, quiet applause. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Stu. How are you doing this doing morning? Doing good, man. I mean, uh, both my brothers came and woke me up at 7 o'clock in the morning. They said, hey, bro, we need to record. And I was oh, like, gotcha. oh, shit. I, I was throwing rocks at your window because the door was locked. I was like, yeah, we dang. Put the key under there. I was wow. like, what rock should I throw? <laughs> yeah, you can't. You, I mean, I would, I would claim it. But I didn't wake you up. Mike woke me up. I heard him knock on the door, and I was like, oh, shit, That was like right. my fifth knock. I was like, oh, I'm just going to slam on him. I'm like, what if I'm at the wrong door? About <laughs> <laughs> to get up, blast. What the hell do you want? <laughs> oh. Get off my grass. Get off my lawn. So today's episode is brought to you guys by Bigfoot Java. Bigfoot Java. It's the taste of the Northwest. <laughs> uh, we are on strike from Starbucks. Yes. Everybody's so. on strike right now. NBA's yeah. on strike. Everybody's on strike. We're not. We're protesting. I don't know. We're just not going there because they only let people wear BLM stuff after getting a lot of hate on the internet. So it ain't genuine. I wonder what it's like to be Starbucks and I have to go back and forth all the time. Like when that one dude and his friend got arrested in a Starbucks, they did like a whole day of training on racial like sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And now... They're telling people they can't wear Black Lives Matter t-shirts. It must be very confusing for their employees. Yeah. So the guy's like, what will keep everybody here? <laughs> the cheapest. <laughs> yeah, right. Jeez. I had some friends that were working at Starbucks, and they almost, like, walked out and boycotted. They're like, no, we're not coming into work if you're not going to let us do, you know, our thing, you know? Yeah. And so they were like, oh, and the next thing you know, they got an email. It's like, okay, you guys can, I guess, wear the shirt. Yeah. And so. Um, Just wear your apron over it. <laughs> and that's what they did. That's what they had to do. And so, yeah, it was a crazy week. You know, when I used to, I used to work at Starbucks, and I used to write little messages on the little sleeves. <laughs> so I would draw pictures on, like, ten different sleeves. And so my first ten customers would get, like, you know, a Star Wars character or a Batman or some shit like that. Like, I ain't paying this guy 15 an hour to draw on my fucking coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I actually got in trouble. It's like my manager came over like, hey, who drew this? And I thought she was going to compliment it, right? Because it looked pretty dope. And I would draw on the, on the lady, right? The Starburst, or Starburst, Starbucks lady. And she was like, hey, you can't do this. I was like, why? She's like, because we're trying to brand our coffee. And if you draw on it, people aren't going to know what it is. I was like, people aren't going to know what a Starbucks cup is, man. I think it's, yeah. it's 2000, what, 15? It's pretty, yeah. pretty distinct. We're here. We know what that is. It's a mermaid. You guys know that Starbucks, they get their name from the mermaid in Moby Dick. Moby Dick. Yeah. Starbuck. Yeah. Starbuck. We seen a TikTok about it recently. Yeah. <laughs> I barely uh, read that book when I was in school, to be honest. I went and uh, watched some videos on YouTube. But then when I saw a Starbucks, I was like, oh, shit, I like the coffee. I'm kind of interested now. Ooh, let's yeah. keep reading. <laughs> on to the next page. Like, as a, as a barista, did you ever, like, mess upon a person's name on their sleeve? You know, because you're supposed to write the name of, like, who the person um, ordered. No, I mean, they line up the cups in order. But I did see a couple famous people when I was working there. Yeah, because it was at the airport. It was at the airport. So I saw the Clear Eyes guy. You know, ben Stein? Ben Stein. Hey. He came up and was like, yeah, I want to... Americano, please, and he was like. He talking. was economic advisor to like Clinton, I think, yeah. or or old Bush. And then one the, of those two. The dopest one was I met uh, Sean Johnson, the gymnast. And I don't know who that is. Yeah. So at the is time, he, she does he got any Olympics medals? Um, I don't know if she got any gold. Oh, it's a girl. Yeah, it's a girl. Okay, she's a gymnast, but I know she had like you know, a couple bronze and a silver, but I don't know if she ever won gold. But at the time, she was really popular, right? And so when she came up to the desk, she's hella short. Five three, five two. Most gymnasts are little little yeah. people. And I was like, damn, look at this buff ass little blonde girl. And then she turned around, she had the Olympic rings tattooed on the back of her neck. That's and then, dope. Yeah, and then I saw on her cup it said Sean. So I was like, Hey, are you the uh, are you the gymnast? She's like, Yeah, I'm the gymnast. <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, I love you. I was like, America God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike, uh, you had a pretty crazy week, huh? Uh yeah, it was an exciting weekend. So <laughs> I was in Georgetown, Seattle this weekend, and it was Saturday. We're down there to, there's a hot dog pop-up, these very exquisite glizzies, guys, let me tell you. 
foot long glizzies. There was like a spam one, a bolognese one. Like they're fire, all fire. Classic Seattle dog, but all the ingredients are exquisite. But anyways, on the way there, we pull up, and there's just a bunch of cops on the scene, like a block away from the venue. Yeah. So we're like, what's going on? Park up. We're like walking by, link up with all the crew. And my friend Reaver was like, yo, I seen a body on the street. And we were like, what? For real? And then we look and we're like, oh, damn, there is a body right there. Wow. So I guess a cop was driving and he had a stroke, very severe stroke, and just floored it, went 80 into this lady who was waiting in her car while her husband was getting dog food. Wow. Just blasted her and she hit a pole. And the wreckage was intense. And yeah, I posted it on Reddit. Really? And a lot of people were just saying, oh, I bet the cop was texting and driving. I, but I was like, man, you do not. I've texted and drive. I know. I'm guilty of it. And you don't go 80. Yeah, for sure. No matter where you are, you don't just like, oh, I got a text. I'm going to floor it. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of messed up. But yeah, I still ate those glizzies. That did not deter me. <laughs> no, it's not far. Yeah, the lady died. Well, and she, they, they, they yeah, like, sure. that accident happened at 12.30, and we got there at 3.30, and she was laid up on the ground. And then when we were leaving, we saw what we thought was the husband, and he just looked like the saddest, saddest oh person. And I was like, damn, let's go get some ice cream. <laughs> a lot of death, man, a lot of yeah, death. A lot of death. Like, so, Stu, you were here for that. In like the first or second episode, we, talk, we talked about Chadwick Boseman. In that episode, we, we talked about earlier this year, he went live and he looked really skinny and people thought he had cancer. And uh, come to find out, this dude's been battling cancer since 2016. 2016, dude. Oh my gosh, man. And uh, you know the sad part too, a lot of people were taking a lot of time when they saw that, they was like, man, he's a crackhead. Yeah. Oh, what is this guy getting into drugs? And I'm like, and they must feel really dumb now. For sure. battling colon cancer, you know? Yeah, that's really tough. Didn't say anything about it. And I like I've seen thousands Not of posts. Who didn't even say anything? They said Dude. everyone in his circle like kept it private, kept it to him. Like you know, because it's easy for people in your circle to be like, oh, like my boy got cancer. Yeah. You know, it's pretty easy just to get some like, you know, some instant clout. Yeah. Like oh, he just told us you know, all the sources and stuff. And I think for him, I mean, I don't know him personally, obviously, but he probably wanted to make his work about his work, right? Because if he's still working during this process and he's making all these movies, he doesn't want people talking about constantly how he has cancer and like, oh, it's so amazing he has cancer and he's still making these these movies. It like, takes light away from his actual acting. Instead for of like, sure. Oh, this guy's a great... You yeah. know, for sure, it's a distraction. But the, yeah, but now the way that he did it, like not letting anybody know, we've seen what he went through. Yeah. Like, we, I don't know what he went through, but he produced these like... Incredible movies. Great movies yeah. where he did awesome acting. So... It just adds to his legacy. Absolutely. Like he was so dedicated to the fans, yeah. like his fans, that he was willing to do all that through For us, all the right? adversity. Yeah. Yeah. What's your guys' favorite Chadwick Boseman movie? Forty two. Forty two. Forty two was was literally my favorite. I mean, Black Panther obviously was Yeah, Black right. Panther was oh, just super tight. Destroyed it. But man, if you watch Wakanda 42, Forever. If you watch 42 and don't cry, I don't know if you're human. Because that movie was so emotional. Yeah. He put so much... Like that scene where he uh, went into the hallway, the yeah. locker room, because he was getting like racial slurs and stuff, and he broke that back. Yeah. Ooh, that scene... And that was improv, by the way. Oh, for sure. That whole... They were, he was talking in the back... Fr- in the Behind the scenes, he was like, dude, I just thought about like if I was in that situation. And he was like, bro, I broke the bat. I was like, $150 bat. Yeah. And I was like, dang, all right, cool. Man. I really liked him in uh, The Six Bloods, that movie yeah, that came yeah, out on yeah. Netflix. He, he wasn't, like, the biggest role, but, yeah. like, the small, like, pieces that they showed of his character, mm-hmm. like, you could see that that character had a big influence on the other ones. Like, sure. they were, and, like, that whole story is just crazy. Like, the Vietnam, right? Def- Vietnam yeah, like, uh, these, like, Black Battalion, mm-hmm. they're getting shit on and they find a heck of gold and so they're supposed to transport it to the tribe but they're like nah let's just keep it let's bury it and come back for it so they did that but his character I guess had died in the wreckage so they're all coming together to but he was like the constant light in the group which is what Chadwick would have been he's a real person so it's like when I watched that movie I wanted more of him right it's like every time he's one of those actors you see him on screen and you just want to keep watching you know you have those actors like you know, Fast and Furious, every time you see Ludacris, it's like, okay, I'm going to go, you know, turn away and make some food. But I see Charlie Bozeman, I'm like, bro, like, I'm locked in the screen, man. 
And like when he, um, yeah, I would say 42 is my favorite also about Jackie Robinson. Mm -hmm. That was incredible. Um, one thing I thought was dope too is I, I saw people post his, uh, his speech when he was talking about Denzel Washington. Ooh. And apparently Denzel um, paid for a bunch of actors tuition to finish, you know, acting school. And Chadwick Boseman was one of the people he paid for. But he didn't even know him at the time. He just told his assistant, yeah, this is the fund. Give it to as many students as you can. And uh, one of them was Chadwick Boseman, bro. And yeah, so, he like, wrote like a letter to him saying like, yeah. you, my career is here because of you. And, yeah. and just something Denzel said too was like, or Chadwick said in his speech, like, yeah. we are standing on your shoulders. Facts. And that's huge, I think. Yeah. There was, like, on Jimmy Fallon, did you see, like, that uh, part where Jimmy had uh, uh, Chadwick in the backstage, and he had all these people come in, mostly were African-American, and yeah. most of them were talking about, like, what they did, what Black Panther did for them, mm-hmm. and which I think is very powerful. I think the movie itself, like... Was was amazing, obviously in the Marvel film, yada yada yada, whatever. Yeah. But it's like what it did to empower people. Like it empowered people a lot, especially yeah. in the African American community. But in that scene, like there was one where the guy was talking, like, "Oh, you did so much, you inspired me," yada yada. But when Chadwick walked out, he was like not like energetic. You yeah. could tell like he had no energy. You could tell like he was like even at the so NBA All Star game last yeah. year, he was on the dunk contest judges. He like, yeah. He just like compared to all the other men there, he just looked like. Fragile, yeah, sense small. Yeah. Yeah. Made a lot of sense. And I was like, dang, he's still out here doing this? Like, what a trooper. So when Black Panther came out and Civil War and all those movies, when he first showed up in Civil War, he was just yoked out. He looked like a man, bro. Like, that dude looked like I was. I would be scared to get punched by him, right? And then in Infinity War and stuff, he looked a little leaner. So I was like, maybe he's going in a different direction with his fitness. With his training, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, maybe he wants to look more, you know, lean like a panther and stuff like that. But, yeah, it all makes sense now. It's all, you know, coming together. It's pretty sad, but. So do you think um, going forward for the Marvel, Marvel Universe, sorry, I can't talk. Do you think that they should replace him? Um, or, no, there's three options. Replace yeah. him. Let Siri be the new Black Panther, yeah. Suri, or Killmonger. Bring Killmonger back to be the next Black Panther. Um, so it's kind of sensitive right now, right? We saw it with Paul Walker and Fast and the Furious, how they, they filmed part of the movie, and so they were able to kind of piece the movie together and then give him a send-off, right? Uh, in this case, we can't do that because I don't think they did any filming for Black Panther 2 yet. So honestly... I know a lot of the fans were kind of selfish, right? We want to keep Black Panther in the MCU, but I really don't know how they can do that. I saw somebody say on Facebook, they should just give him a memorial to end it, you know, or just to begin the movie and say, like, R.P. Chadwick Boseman and then just start a new story, right? Um, Which I feel like would be really hard because we have all this history. Wakanda is, like, the main part of the MCU now with Iron Man being gone. So it's just, I don't know, it's it's tough. I don't want to be in that writer's room and try to figure out what to do with the story now. Yeah, it's a difficult situation. I'm excited to see what direction they do go in, but we don't need any more movies, really. Let's. Yeah. No. Do you think that the Marvel um, like filming crew? Do you think they knew about him and they he told them to maybe draft uh, a secondary story in case he dies? Mm, I don't know. I'm not sure. I bet uh, if he did, then we'll find out about it within like the next year For or two. Sure. Yeah. Um, but as of right now, yeah, I'm not sure. Just really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everybody's dying, man. It's just crazy. Yeah. I think um, also with like, I think with MCU, especially with like the comic side, they like Suri did take over as you know Black Panther. So I mean, if something they could do, a, they could you could do so many avenues with this. I mean, depending on what it may be. Like I mean, I think it would be smart. Don't bring Killmonger back because I think I heard some people saying like, oh, we should bring Michael B. Jordan because you know Michael B. Jordan posted about it. And they're like, let's bring him back. I'm like, no, because then that looks super dumb. He would be a great Black Panther, but it's just it just would look dumb that you just show this. Yeah, he's guy. American now. What? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it's been a crazy year. Like we lost Kobe. Now we lost Chadwick Boseman. Um, what's the uh, the head co- old head coach of the Sixers with AI? Yeah, he just passed away That's a couple right. days no, ago. No, he was the Georgetown coach, wasn't he? Georgetown. Oh, there yeah. you go. There you go. He's like, but yeah, he just passed away a couple years ago, or a couple Gaze. days ago, and. Yeah, it's a crazy world. Like, we just saw what happened with Jacob Blake. We talked about that last week. And that kid that just went and shot up protesters. 
Like, Call him KR47. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's really you see tough. that on Reddit? It's oh, really my tough. God. Yeah, like, what's his name? Kyle Rittenhouse? Rittenhouse. Oh, and KR15. Yeah, KR15. Yeah, this kid went over there with an AR, and he's not even from Wisconsin. He's from Illinois. Illinois. He's, like, going over there to street justice on these, like, protesters. Yeah, it's super burnt. But there's no but to this. Like, what he did was yeah. ridiculous. And people are defending him. How... I saw a post on, I think, Instagram. Someone said, don't you know that this country was founded by kids with, or 17-year-olds oh with guns? <laughs> I was like, yo, those guns were way different. Like, the lo- yeah. reloading time was like a minute. Yeah. <laughs> You're shooting a minute. You have to put the gun yeah, in. like, those <laughs> were different the, guns. The match or Not the same. Give, okay, if you gave him that gun, yeah, he takes out one person, and then 50 people beat him up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Like, they got a duel. Get some machetes and stuff. <laughs> I hate when people do that, man. Like, they're over here just like, oh, when this country started, people were thinking this. I was like, yeah, but that was, like, fucking 200 years ago. Like, well, then, in that, like, on that same thing, like, should we follow Jesus' teachings? Because his was 2,000 years ago. If Jesus came back, he'd be disappointed AF in everybody. He'd be like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Him and Martin Luther King would come back yeah. like, what is going on? <laughs> Actually, what happened? Yeah. Funny you brought up Martin Luther King. So there was a, a post, someone, I, one of my friends posted something and I responded because this guy was posting like articles that were really like right-leaning biases. Yeah. And I was like, it's funny because the reason why your your um, your argument's mute is because you constantly put bias like things. And he sent me this email and or this message on like requests on Facebook. And he said, oh, he literally the only sentence he said was uh, Martin Luther King is Republican. And I'm like. First off, like he was neither party. He yeah. didn't claim one. I mean, everyone's trying. He's fine for civil rights. Yeah. So right. like he was, he didn't pick a side. That stuff is above like yeah. left and right. Like yeah. Yeah. oh, treating people with decency. Yeah. Like oh my gosh, this blow my but mind. It's politicized now. Yeah, but it comes Everything like is. you know to the American propaganda machine. Like I tell people this all the time. Like Republicans, right? I was like, Jesus is not American. No. And like that that phrase right there. Unless you're Mormon. Unless you're Mormon. <laughs> But yeah, so no disrespect to all the Mormons out there. But all our family that's Mormon, we love all our family that's Mormon, we love you guys. Shout out to Utah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, hey guys, Jesus' homeland is in Utah. Like, move west. It's he, the holy land. He told me. He told think, me this okay, is like why. Get to our like people that are Mormon, our friends and family. Like, yeah. The fact that like a lot of them like say the holy land Utah, I, I laugh. I just, it's like <laughs> this is the holy land. Like if you ever been to Utah, it's beautiful. Very nice. Why is this like Hawaii should be the homeland? Like that place is beautiful, <laughs> man. Like, but yeah, you tell people all the time, like, yo, God is not American, but they always feel like we have this gatekeeper to, you know, the gospel and to like heaven and stuff because we're Americans, right? They were like, oh, it's our job to go to other countries and protect them. We're and pushing like, it. But then, like, we leave these countries and things aren't better. You know, terrible. So, terrible. But there's always a reason why we're there. And right? you're light skinned, you're in charge. Yeah. <laughs> like, I saw this, uh, oh, what's his name? Who's the guy who played Undercover Brother? Oh, Eddie Griffin? Eddie Griffin. So I listened Griffith to Eddie. Or Griffin, yeah, yeah. Like, so a few years ago, I listened to his stand-up, and he's hella funny, bro. He's so damn funny. But he talked about, you know, they have the biggest opioid fields in Afghanistan, like in the world. And I'm sitting there like, yo, America makes a lot of pharmaceutical drugs, man. Like, why are we over there? And then you talk about, you know, oil in the Middle East and all that stuff. And then they mask it with this, like, flag of freedom in a lot of places. They're just like, oh, we need to go there for, you know, to liberate the community and stuff like that. And, like, you go to these places like Africa, right? Africa has the most incredible resources on the planet. And to this day, you know, they're destroyed because the whole planet sharks them. Yeah. And they have the audacity to play, you know, save the African children on fucking... Save them from you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Y'all Yo. did this. Why do we got to donate 25 cents a month? Yeah. Man, this is ridiculous. And then you got Akon over here, you know, spending his own money. His own resources. He's out here building cities. Yeah. Giving people electricity. Like, like, he's Black Panther, bro. Like, he's over there trying to fix these communities. I'm like, you're American. Yeah, throwing some ideas out there. Akon? Sheesh. I just read an article about how, um, I believe it was, it's either nine or 19 uh, African-American families got together and purchased 97 acres of land mm. to make their own city. Mm. I was like, man, that's a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> was that old community back in the day? The, the black community, like Black Wall oh, Street. Oh, Black Wall Street in uh, Tulsa, yeah. Oklahoma. You got to be careful with that, man, because last time this happened, 
white people didn't like it. They were just like, oh, we need to kill this this community before Well, now, if you do that, it's going on Facebook Live, and yeah. then it'll go viral, and nice. then people will argue about it. And don't you guys see? We're just being divided. Yeah. Yeah, because it's even getting into the sports world. I mean, like, even, like, you see what's happening in, like, basketball. Yeah. Like, what's happening in football. But especially, like, the NBA, because, like, with LeBron James, like, there's a lot of things going on. Plus, we're in that playoff season, yeah. you know? So it's like, man, seeing the stand and people really, like, Black Lives Matter, kneeling at the flag, and just, it's crazy. Yeah, and a lot of people were like, oh, LeBron, uh, how can you, how can you say Black Lives Matter and then have uh, shoes that are made in Nike factories by slaves? Yeah. Which is happening, guys. Look them up. The Oogers. 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 They've been out there for a minute getting freaking slapped on by the Chinese. And, you know... What I would say to that, and it's the same argument. But you gotta take care of the business home first sure. yeah, before sure. you worry about like. Because again, to like what you're saying right now, it's like infrastructure, right? Like these are the only avenues we have to do things, and we have to fix them, you know, from the top. You can't sit here and yell at LeBron because he's not the one that owns these businesses, right? Yeah. Like he's doing his best to use his money so he can start owning things and run, you know, run his ship, right? But. It's the same shit with like Al Gore when he was traveling around the world talking about global warming and everybody's like, oh, you're using a plane. And he's like, what the fuck else you want him to use? Like, that's all we have. Tugboat. Yeah, yeah, you want me to <laughs> sail there? <laughs> We're only doing the West Coast, guys. Yeah, I'm like, just tell, why don't you tell people that actually pay money in these industries and own shit yeah. to change, you know, these avenues of how we do things? I'm like, yeah, because uh, it hurts the dollars. Yeah. See, we're all just out here. Trying to become either living advertisements or I'm trying to get hit by a rich man, like by his <laughs> car, and then Big I'm set facts. for life. For sure, Big bro. Facts. I can't walk anymore. I need a, at least a milli, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was driving the other day and somebody almost hit me. And I was sitting there like, bro, if they would have hit me, I would have cashed out. Like, I'm a big dude. How I feel nice like I is could their survive. car? Yeah. <laughs> Like if they hit me, I'd be all right. So I'm like, cool. Like I might get some broken bones, but I'll come out of that thing like a hundred grand easy. Yeah. I'm like change yeah, my but life. But how much are your medical bills gonna be? <laughs> I mean, their insurance is paying for it. They fucking hit me. Hopefully, dude. I pulled over. I got hit by like a few. I think it was a year ago, but I didn't get hit like really bad. Yeah. But I got hit by a guy that drove a Maserati. Yeah. And, and I pulled over, and he pulled over too. He's like, "Hey, I am so sorry. Are you okay?" Yeah. And I, I just was like, I should have said something, but I was like, no, "My dude. neck." <laughs> I was like, "Hey, dude, I'm good. Are you good?" Yeah. He's like, "He's like, hey, do you want to report this?" I'm like, "Dude, uh, it's whatever, man. Don't worry about how it." How bad was his car? Really bad. Oh, dang. His car was. Well, you hit me, so it's like. Damn, you didn't tell me that. Yeah, well, it was because I didn't notice it. It was on I five, and yeah. the guy hit me, and I pulled over. He's like, huh? Check my car, and my What's car's that? a big. I drive a Nissan Armada, so I drive an SUV. So yeah. if you hit my car, ten times out of ten, your car's gonna get messed yeah, up. That's an older one, and that's too, what so. happened. And that's what that happened to his. And yeah. I just hit the front of it, like the front left, like headlight was totally crushed. My Jesus. girlfriend used to sell Maserati. Shout out Amber. Amber. Yeah. We went to high school with her. Yes, yeah, we did. LJ did. Yes, we did. That's pretty good dope, bro. Good peeps, good peeps. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, last podcast, we brought up uh, Mike's sister, Brianna. Brianna. She, oh, yeah. she messaged us like, I don't look like Mike. I was like, yes, All, you do. And she also mean? said, um, I'm Brianna. not crazy. Yeah. I need to be on the podcast to defend myself. Brianna, if you're listening in, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. We'll Brianna, get, we'll, we love you. We'll fit you're you incredible. in. We'll fit you into Congratulations, our... Congratulations, Yeah, she yeah. got her master. Got her my sister master. got my ma- her master. master she's, she's more educated than I am now. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean... It was so funny. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, she's going to be mad at that, too. (laughs) No, she's a G. I mean, I'm not not trying to discredit. I mean, I'm getting my Bible degree from them, so. Oh, yeah. (laughs) My sister Megan had her first day of school at Michigan yesterday. That's right. Go Wolverines. The M train. Yeah. Yeah, she says they're doing two classes a day online. Yeah. But they're still working out and working out with masks on and staying safe, which is tight. She got her own apartment. I was like, what? <laughs> well, like, with your family, like, bro, like, the FISO family is athletic AF. So, with, like, with Katie, like, she's, like, the prod, she's, like, the next big thing. Where, where would you like to see her go to college? Um, Well, honestly, I want her to be a Zag, you know, go For Zags sure. all go day. Them, but Katie, she, as an eighth grader, she got offered by Arizona. <laughs> like, she could go anywhere. For yeah, sure. She could go anywhere. Um, probably UConn, you know, that'd be tight. That'd be nice. But I feel like, I don't know, Katie, if you were ready, but she seems like the per- type that would like want to stay closer. So if she went to UW, that'd be cool. Yeah, but aren't they poop? 
Yeah, yeah, but they she put people that. in the league. Yeah, like, yeah, that's all that matters. That's all that Kelsey matters. Kelsey Plum. Yeah, or Oregon. Oregon yeah. be tight because I know the coach there. I nice. When I was, like, practicing with the Gonzaga women's team, he was the head coach, yeah. Kelly Graves. That's good. Ooh. He's tight. He was like, just block him. So Got it. For the people out there that don't know, me, Mike, and Stu have been playing pickup basketball since we were, like, 10 years old. Like, and we I was to, the worst one. Just to, I used to be the worst one. Yeah. <laughs> Mike was the worst one. I remember we used to try and teach Mike how to shoot because he had this weird like he would release with his shooting hand and then his offhand would like comb his hair yeah it was really strange I'd end up like looking sniffing my armpit make sure my deodorant's still fresh dove oh yeah well I called out the Rockets Thunder game seven I'm rooting for the Thunder yeah because uh, Chris Paul (laughs) that was talk to me nice that was dirty so like towards the end of the game he felt like the refs were trying to get the, you know fix the game and end the series. He called like a technical, and then this guy from that point on just said, "I'm gonna take this into my own hands." Said, "I hate you guys." Yeah, and he was like, he threw the ball at the end of the game. As soon as the clock ended, he picked the ball up and tossed it into the midcourt, and he was just getting out of there. Like, Going to a game seven now. Chris Paul is taking the Thunder farther than Russell Westbrook has without Durant. Oh my god, he was poisoned to Oklahoma City. He blew the game. He literally blew the game. They they were down by like one or two, and he just threw the ball out of bounds, trying to go. That's why you don't leave your feet to pass, Russell. For sure. He taught me that day one. Yeah. You know, well, Westbrook, in my opinion, like even from the start of his career, was like, in my opinion, was poison to the Oklahoma City. He's like the Charlie Day of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Wild card. <laughs> sure. With CP, he's been everywhere. I mean, he was on the Hornets. He yeah. was on. Should have been on the Lakers. He just, needed, oh. he just needed a system. I don't even know if he would have progressed as much even at the Lakers. Like he needed a system where they entrusted him. Like he's the leader of that team. OKC's like a great system for him. I feel like if he was with the Lakers, it would have been perfect for Kobe because Kobe's a scorer, right? He's gonna shoot the ball. So instead of Kobe dominating the basketball and just overshooting it, Chris Paul could have kind of tapered that off a little bit, especially as Kobe got older. And David Stern was like, no, yeah. I don't think that that's a good idea. Yeah, he was trying to give the keys to it's LeBron. bad for the league, but yeah. LeBron, it's cool if you go over there. Yeah. I ain't tripping. I'm going to retire next year. Three everywhere you go, you know what I'm saying? Well, even with Chris Paul's gameplay, if you were to go to L.A. Lakers, it would be just another, like, it would be like another Derek Fisher type thing, whereas Derek Fisher was, like, literally that, like, general driving. He can shoot the three. And he was able to set up both Kobe, Robert Ory, and all them people. So yeah, so, I mean, that's absolutely person. factual. Yeah. But if we're going to go with that route with Derek Fisher, how much better of a player is Chris Paul? And that's no disrespect to Derek he's Fisher because I love Derek Fisher. Way better player so, I feel like... Yeah, so I... I yeah. Because yeah, Chris Paul can do all those things and create his own absolutely. shot from anywhere. Yeah. Like, it would have made Kobe so much more relaxed in a game that he doesn't have to do the bulk he's of the like, shooting. Okay, I can just... Chill, yeah. just get my shots up at yeah, the yeah. end. Make if I make them, we're winning this. And game. it would have been good for Dwight Howard because he's kind of a, you know, a baby. Yeah. And Chris Paul could have been the he's kind been of a buffer. mediator. Yeah. yeah, keep Kobe off his ass. Um, is the no. Heat a sleeper team? No, they're gonna lose. Jimmy but buckets? Are you sure? Man? I think they're gonna be one game one. I mean, the Bucks lost game one in the first round. So I mean, the Heat are a better team, yeah. but the Bucks Have like Giannis's talent yeah. eclipses every like awesome LeBron vibes, bro. Yeah, yeah. but oh the shooting, but I mean that Euro dunk like that's impossible to guard. No. He's so long. Like how do you stop that? Like he you. he literally jumps like a foot and just yams it on you. You're just Dog, like, oh. Did you see him take like three steps from half court and dunk it? I was sitting there watching it. They counted it on ESPN, and it was like one, two, three. Isn't and this guy's in the air. <laughs> how can he be so? How can Giannis be so good? And his brothers are so poop. I mean, they're in the NBA. I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I one guess dude got dunked on so hard. He did. His uh, the middle, yeah, the middle brother. <laughs> he got <laughs> banged one on. On the Lakers. Yeah, one's on the yeah. Lakers. One's, one's on the, the Bucks. With him. But the one on the Bucks is the one that got dunked on. And I don't um, remember. Some like European guy, I believe, and he like hurt his neck. Yeah. <laughs> He like landed on his neck after getting dunked on. It was so rough. speaking of European players, you guys saw um, Doncic in his series, and someone called him a bitch ass white boy. Yeah, who was that player? Montrezl yeah. Harrell. And so, how do you guys feel about that? People are calling reverse racism and stuff like that. Like, do you feel like it was racism? I, I honestly don't really care because that kind of talk, like anybody who's competitive. Knows that that's what happens in a competitive field. Yeah. Uh, even like they hashed it out at the end of the game. They said, "Oh, it's just in the game," and they were both chill with it. So, yeah. if Luca ain't tripping, then I ain't tripping. Like, yeah. Every I think I saw um, Kevin Love 
and some oh and JJ Reddick they were on yeah. a podcast saying how that is like super common. Yeah. In the game of basketball. Yeah, just imagine those two, especially they go off and like yeah. you can imagine the things they hear on the court. You yeah. Know? But in this climate, do you think it's okay? In the it's current, a, I agree with Mike. Like, yeah. If Luke is cool with it, and they hashed it out. So it's. It bro, does we, look kind of bad. It looks bad, obviously, because media is really good at. Pushing. And it's like For you're sure. wearing equality on your back. You can't be exactly. saying stuff like that. Yeah, but again, it's. But I agree with you, Mike. Like, because, bro, like I can admit to you, I've said some stupid stuff on the football. Yeah, I draw. I draw for sure. Obviously, the especially the if you're in the zone. Yeah, yeah, man. It's like it happens. And but then, again, I go with Mike said. It's like, bro, they dabbed it up. They're like, hey, bro, like I didn't mean it. You know, obviously it's court talking. Yeah. So like, as long as they're cool with it, I'm cool. But. I can't. I can't speak for society, though. Like, yeah, I'm just. Know? I'm just playing devil's advocate right Luka now. Doncic is a problem. That's why yeah. he's like he's trying to get in his head. You only say that to the people that are freaking killing you, yeah. not oh, to the guy who's not off. getting any buckets. Yeah. And Luca went off. So in the, in this arena, <laughs> we'll, we'll go all around the table. Mike, what's the worst thing you've ever said to somebody in a basketball game? Worst thing? What's the worst thing? Probably something about their mom. <laughs> Like, yeah, your mom should have aborted you. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, people, hey, it gets, it gets bad on a court. Yeah, on just a field. like, that's like after catching, like, two elbows to the face and then getting three buckets in a row. And Ooh. I'm like, yeah, dog, you should have been aborted. You're trash. You can't stick me. <laughs> Stu, what's the worst oh, thing? Pastor so, Stu, it's bro. It's all good. I'm going to be real honest <laughs> with you. Um, so LG knows what we're about to talk about. We were playing yep. Renton High School. They had that big poly guy on their yeah, team. Yeah, they had their the big poly guy, and we played them, and we were it was zero zero in the first half, and the whole time they were talking heck smack throughout the entirety. Of the For game. sure. And so um, I got really pissed off, and my junior uh, the third quarter came, I smacked the crap out of the quarterback, and he's yep. a black guy, and I literally says like, hey, how do those chains feel? Ooh, and then he, dirty. Like, next thing you know, we smacked them fifty-five to twenty. So like, uh, I had like thirteen tackles yeah. that game, four for for loss. Yeah, I was yeah. so pissed. I was so angry. And then I felt bad because they, we didn't even get to line up. Yeah, to get, <laughs> shake their hands. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the worst thing I ever said wasn't even on a football field. It was on a basketball court, and I I blocked this kid's shot, and his dad was jawing the whole time. He's one of those parents, right? who's like super involved during the game and he's talking shit to me because me and his son are guarding each other the whole game. So I'm, I'm killing his son and then I blocked his shot and he was, I was like, I looked at his old man and I was like, yeah, I'm going to beat your ass next. And then, I, then the kid comes back down the court. He was like, don't talk to my dad like that. I was like, well, after I beat you up, I'm going to go smoke your dad. And I said it out loud and like all their fans were booing me and shit. They're like, it's so disrespectful. And they're like, yeah. What was it like, Mike? Like, cause we all kind of grew up together. We're all in high school at the I same time. Did. Yeah, but like, <laughs> so we're all in high school at the time. Mike went to the public school in the area. Me and Stu went to the private school. What was, what was the differences, I guess, between the two that you hmm. that you noticed? Well, I loved school food. <laughs> yeah, I'd be there for breakfast, and I'd maybe skip two lunches just cause I was so hungry, and so I made good friends with the lunch ladies everywhere I went so that yeah. I could get some free food. So, like, I would just love being on free and reduced lunch. That shit was tight. Like, damn, you guys got to pay for lunch? That's tough. Yeah, we hell out of You pay paying for, for this? <laughs> no, but, you, you had the same thing at Kennedy. There was just none of us. And then, like, the uniforms, not wearing uniforms. Yeah, so, so we, like, girls could be wearing, like, the most scandalous things. Yeah. So and then girls who shouldn't be wearing scandalous things are, like, Ugh. Yeah, like we didn't really have uniforms. We had dress code though, yeah. so like we so couldn't wear. Yeah, we couldn't wear jeans. We couldn't wear jeans on Fridays. Um, but what I thought was really creepy is that they allowed all the girls to wear yoga pants, but the the men couldn't wear sweatpants. And I was sitting there like, okay, so you're gonna let the girls walk around in yoga pants because all these creepy ass teachers are cool with it. Like, who was in that voting room and they were like, okay, the men can't wear sweats, but the girls can wear yoga pants. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Some yeah. weird shit. Like but the then we couldn't also wear like shirts. We couldn't have big logos. So like North Face ties. Yeah. That we have to Didn't you, Jay, have to shave when you went to yeah, Kennedy? Yeah, so I grew facial hair at a very young age. Like fourth grade, this guy had a full stash. Yeah. Full. We're like, and what the? What's also funny about that was we were all good athletes. And so all the parents would think I was like 18. And I'm like, <laughs> yo, I'm 13, bro. And I, But when we went to Kennedy, it's a Catholic school. They told me I had to shave my mustache. And I was so scared. I was like, what am I going to look like without it? And, yeah, shaved it, and then I was like, wow, I look so much better. <laughs> it just took 10 years off of my, like, face right there, just shaving the mustache. Um, 
But yeah, there was lots of rules. Like girls couldn't wear skirts shorter than a certain length. But then the woman who was, you know, what was her name? Mrs. Whatever, the blonde lady. Yeah, I know you're talking but about. she would come to school in like short ass skirts and her titties all out. And she just like, looked like crazy. And she would always come up with a ruler and check the girls' shirts and like their their cut on their shirts. Yeah, and I'm just like, man, this is fucking Sounds stressful, man. It was all right. All I had to worry about was which kid was bringing a gun to school. For sure. (laughs) Not my school. What what drugs come through our our school? Yeah, because, you know, you go to school with all these, like, you know, rich white kids, and their parents would go on vacation all the time. And I'm sitting there like, damn, you know, brown parents parents don't go on vacation. Yeah, they're They're working. (laughs) And I'm sitting there. That's their vacation. It's going to work. And, you know, they're Leave these fools. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, my parents went on a two-week vacation to... We're throwing a rager. I haven't seen my dad for two weeks because he's been working overtime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? And then they would always have to pay for me to get here. But it was funny because, like, I saw Mike at a party when we were in high school. Yeah, it was, like, the first party I ever saw you at. Bro, and it was so dope because there was a sea of people, and Mike's big ass is just sticking out. And we saw each other in a hallway, and we were so happy. Like, we're like, Mike, there's a Jay. Yeah, we walk up to each other, give each other a big hug, and... Yeah, we stole hella liquor at that party, yeah, like out did. of their parents' liquor cabinet. Yep. And me and Mike were drinking that liquor all winter, bro. Yeah, kept us warm. Yeah, we hid it in like the garage. In the like, first house. Yeah, yeah and we just go down house. there, take like a shot. Yeah. Just go do whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious, bro. Well, back even to the lunch thing, like I only ate, I ate on campus for three years, my freshman through junior year. But then once senior year, you get you get to go off site. So, bro, I was going to Jack in a Box, I was going to teriyaki for lunch. Yeah. Yeah, I had a girl, shout out Madeline. She would buy me McDonald's literally every single day. And she was dating my friend, too. So I was like, this is weird, but (laughs) it's just sus. Thanks. Thanks, Madeline, for all the McDonald's. I'll pay you back one day. Oh, so how do you guys feel about, if I get a little more serious here for a second, how do you feel about the President's School Choice Act? He said, like, kids can pick whatever school in their di- like in their state that they want to go to. In their state? Yeah, or, like, I guess in their city. Well, I guess if it's all online, then that's not really a problem. That's but, true. I mean, for sports, that's kind of crazy because, yeah. like, they're, Seattle sports, they're really strict on if you transfer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Stu went through that when we were young, when he was transferring. But it was out of it was out of the like yeah, I guess like, the AAA. Was it, it was CFC like, to K yeah. KFC or something? <laughs> <laughs> Eleven rooms and spaces. What's the CFC? Well, um, I'm not sure. I I don't think that that will. I don't think anything. If he stays president, then we're all screwed. Yeah. But if Joe Biden becomes president, I don't think. I don't know what he's gonna do. Yeah. So really, it's what what will Kamala do? Because <laughs> you know Joe is either gonna give up the reins his second term or he's gonna die like he doesn't even know how to open a pdf or do you guys see that video of him joe biden when he said hey guys i'm joe biden's husband but everybody was trying to say he he said joe because he's senile right no i think he was just reading because they have like the teleprompter for what you're supposed to say and he read her line instead of his line but if if you're screwing that up man like you know but you know, even going back to what like that order, what's it called? Like, by it was like school choice. Yeah, so it's funny because I feel like it, the analogy that I used, it's like cleaning a water puddle with toilet paper. Like it's like you're putting something on there, and you're not really cleaning the problem. For so sure. it's like if if you have to do that, where you choose, like for instance, if you have your son, like I, I'm not gonna, I'm not clowning on these schools, but if you have your son going, like you live near Cleveland, Cleveland High School, right, yeah. in downtown Seattle. Not the best. Not the best, but I'm not saying like it's a bad school. But it's like there is a lot of like things that happen, whether it's crime or stuff like that, yeah. fights and all that. And to evade that problem, you put your son into a different school. It's like you're not fixing the problem. Yeah, you're so not cleaning you're it up. Away from the and it's gonna make all the parents who are like, "Yo, we moved here to this nice neighborhood. Like, for sure, we dropped a billy to get here. Exactly. And now anybody can go here. Yeah. That so, but like thinking it like that, that's messed up. Like, yeah. why would you not be okay with everyone getting well, see, the best education? We were in. We came through at a very transitional time, right? So we were among one of the last, you know, couple of generations where the kids would stay in their neighborhood and play for that school, right? So, like, when we were in high school, Mike, at Evergreen, you guys had the most talented football team in the state. And that will never happen again for Evergreen High School. No. Nope. Like, you guys had. Ever. We you, coached there. Yeah. Ever. We're talking about, like, five guys that could play in the league, right? And that's never going to happen again. Like, you guys – beat us we went to a private school you guys beat us like a first time in like 15 years yeah and then you guys almost beat our state you know um 
yeah, our state championship football team, they didn't win, but they went to state. They had a bunch of really good players. You guys almost beat us. And that would never happen again because kids are just, you know, moving to Sammamish and they're moving to Bellevue. Evergreen doesn't have the best rep. So, like, it's it's the area that it's in, White Center has a, like, when I went to, like I said, when I went to Gonzaga, people were like, you're from White Center? Oh, my gosh, I can't walk down the street without getting stabbed or robbed. I'm like, it's not like that. Not for me. No, because we're from there, right? Also, it looks way better than it was before. Yeah, they added a Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, once you do that, it's (laughs) it's the beginning of the end. and even like at Evergreen High School, there's a new turf field now. So yeah, like yeah. Shot, thanks for the Seahawks. They they plugged. It's beautiful. But see, like it's all beautiful. It's kind of sad because the community's changing so much. Like Delridge, up and down Delridge, it's yeah. like they're gentrifying the fuck out of these communities and they're pushing everybody south. So now, like everybody that used to live in these communities are now in Federal Way in Tacoma. In Kent, yeah. in Kent, and because it's just cheaper to live. And it's just really unfortunate, you know, like our, our neighborhood is changing and a lot of that stuff is good, but it's like, why couldn't you guys invest in this community and make these people better? Why you got to push them out like this? Like it's, it's pretty unfortunate, but cause they're all Brown. I know. Mm. And so, I mean, we see these things every day, but it's just, when you, when you talk to people on the other side, it's very difficult to prove these things, right? Because you can never prove intent, right? Mm. But it's like, follow the money. Like where's the money going and it's not going to us, mm. right? Which yeah. is unfortunate. I just read an article that said that um, college athletes, um, if they were able to negotiate their wage, they would earn somewhere between one hundred fifty to three hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. And because they're not that wealth, yeah. is going to rich white guys instead. Oh, sure. yeah. I'm just like, dang, that's making the rich richer. Yeah. And it would also help to pay them. It would help the college system because in the end, in like with basketball, these guys are leaving after one year, right? And but if you were at least incentivizing them to stay, they might stay a little bit longer, which would, you know, be good for the program. Yeah, it would be make it less chaotic right now. Well, now even the conversation then becomes to even like, man, are you gonna pay the athletes now? Like, I feel like are you gonna let them go to the G League, Gatorade League? Yeah, because they might as well. They're getting people from straight from high school. A lot of people are like, like the best top recruits are like, yeah, I'd rather get paid right away than have to wait one year. Yeah. Well, it makes sense too because like, look, look, even like with just working America, right? Like. People are now like saying like, why do I need to go to college when I can just go to trade school? Like it's like sure. people are like like if I want to be an engineer, I'm just gonna go to trade school, do on like it's the same thing with the MBA and it's like bro, I'm just gonna go to G League because this is what I want to do. I don't want to go to school for it. Like why yeah. waste? I can get paid too. And they pay you to go. Like, to, yeah, they'll pay you to. It's because like on and the job you training. Go to school too. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like like why would I want to go to college when I can just live my dream and be a professional athlete? Yeah, because you can come out of there, no debt. You were just making money. Now you got to trade. That's that why I like baseball more. and basketball because they, they have these other leagues. But for football, once you're out of college, like there's it, not a lot of opportunities no. there. Like you could join like an indoor team maybe yeah. or a Canadian <laughs> football league. But Yeah. yeah. yeah like, I, have, I have a lot of friends. When I went to Western Oregon University, a lot of people, a lot of people in my senior class. There's only one guy that's in NFL right now, but the rest of them, like I think, like ten of them are playing overseas right now. So it's like, yeah, it's not a lot of opportunities, not a lot. Well, I don't know. Maybe football there should be less opportunity because it's such a destructive sport. Yeah, it's bad for your body. I mean, when we but that's have, what we love about it. That's yeah, what we I love. Got two tor- torn ACLs because of it. So I know yeah, I mean, I know. <laughs> and I was like, you know, but it all happens for a reason. I think like with that. It's just injuries are just crazy, but like what you said though, like literally, if you were to tear your ACL now, you'll be back in oh, easy. six months. Yeah, like, like, like Brianna, Brianna tore her ACL, and they may they may seem like it's easy, like she'll be back to normal probably within the year. And you know, like rehab. when I go online, I read some of these conversations, like with LeBron, right? People are talking about, oh, why is he complaining about black issues and black poverty when this guy is rich as hell, right? And I was like. Imagine if LeBron wasn't as talented as he is. Like, this dude would just be another statistic, honestly. Like, if, like Shaq, too. Like, Shaq talked about his stories growing up in his community. And it's like, if athletics is the only way for a lot of people to get out of poverty, it's like, don't you feel like there's a problem with the system? Like, they don't have any other avenues to getting wealthy except for athletics. Or entertainment. Or entertainment, yeah. And, like, that's within their control. But if they don't have that gifting and that ability, these guys are going to be in the streets just like everybody else i mean yeah definitely need to look at the policies yeah. that are hindering everybody so what are you guys watching these days you guys watch anything on netflix anything on legend of Korra? about legend to finish of Korra. about to finish it legend of Korra is so real man it's yeah. like you could definitely like what's happening in that show yeah it's like kind of what's happening in real life seriously no 
Oh, we were just talking about. So we're, I'm finishing season two, and there's that part where like it's about the water tribes, the north and the yeah. south, and it's like literally, or is that right? Yes, yeah, north yeah. and the south so, water like, tribe. And now they're starting to do protests. The north is going, or the south is going protesting, and yeah. north is like the north is like ah. Oh, like, north is like if you crime. guys and they blew, the We're trying to reunite the tribes. I'm like wow. That and they blew up the Capitol building. They blew up the Capitol building. Yeah, that guy Varric. Yeah. Varric's like, I own that building. Yeah. <laughs> For capitalism. No, Mike, <laughs> Mike, do that again, because that sounded exactly like it. <laughs> I know. That was good. <laughs> Everybody, go watch Legend of Korra and listen to what Mike just said. That was I own that guy. building. <laughs> <laughs> of course I can blow it up. But uh, yeah, in season three, I've been saying this nonstop. There's this guy named Zahir. And so, spoiler, spoiler alert. Uh, he... He learns how to fly, and he does this because he's like he said he's following this old avatar. I mean, old Airbender that learned how to fly, and his his thing was like, "You must release yourself from your earthly tethers, enter the void." And then he's like, he sees his girlfriend get blown up, blows her face up, and then he's like, "All right, I'm released. Yeah, <laughs> I'm released. Here I go." That dude's a hero, man. He was a. Uh, so I was telling you, Stu, wait to get to season three. That's the greatest villain in Avatar, period. And he talks about, you know, world governments, and he talks about how all these things are poison for society. Like, we need to live in chaos almost because that's what's natural, right? And a lot of what he says, you'll be watching the show, and you don't even know who the good guy is because you're like, you know what? This dude kind of has a point because there's a lot of shitty world leaders. Same like with in Black Panther, Killmonger's the same exact way. You're like, is he really a bad guy? Because. yeah, I mean, he has ideals. He's pretty extreme. He's seen his, I mean, his dad got murked yeah. by, by his, his uncle. Yeah. By his brother. Yeah, yeah, so there's definitely going to be some disdain in your heart. Honestly, the dad, the dad like uh, uh, T'Challa's dad, mm-hmm. was it easy? Once I saw that, he's like, dude, T'Challa's dad was a bad guy. Yeah. He's a terrible guy, in my opinion. But anyways, yeah. I digress. Sometimes but, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> to Chadwick, rest in peace. But yeah, I just... I don't know, man. This world is just getting crazier every day. It's yeah. like they say one side says black lives matter, one side says all lives matter, but the way everyone acting, it makes it seem like no lives matter. For sure. So what do you guys think we're going? Do you think that, you know, we're going to come out of 2020 and the, the world's going to be better? You think that this is a moment where it's going to change the rest of our lives? I think it's going to get way worse, guys. Like, all those dystopian, futuristic movies where there's, like, different levels of society and they're actually levels of the city. Mm -hmm. I think that's what Seattle's headed toward. Look how many homeless people just litter the streets and then all the rich people that are in Seattle are just, like, step aside, peasant. (laughs) Stepping over homeless people. But even, like, dude, like, I'm really... Like if I'm being honest, I'm really scared about the election just because of like what's gonna transpire of who wins after. Yeah. Because like I love like obviously we you know we're we're leftists, me and you, like I can't speak for Mike, but I know for me and you we're we're Democrats and so like seeing both sides if like if Trump were to win, easily there's gonna be protests. Like yeah. I've already could tell you right now, there's gonna be people storming the Washington DC, there's gonna be people storming the streets. And then I can already see what like if Biden wins, the Republicans those are gonna bring out their arms, they're gonna protest. And probably it's not gonna be violent. Don't you guys see what's happening though? It's we are being divided For sure. from the outside. The like yeah. the Call of Duty trailer that just came out. They had a video in it from a KGB defector on how to destabilize a country. Crazy. We're on step three, guys. I, oh my god! Go look it up. This if guy's God is not telling what's going to happen. I don't know if you like LG, LG. My brother just started getting on Call of Duty, <laughs> but dude, if you go to Verdansk, right there's like when the pandemic started, there was no like part of the map where it showed a hospital. But then as time went on. Yeah. Like the, as the pandemic started to progress, as the updates started coming in, you go to that part of Verdansk called Hospital, or on this one area, there was bodies, there was camps outside yeah. with bodies, and they were they were killed by by a pandemic. Yeah, that's what like the story was behind it. I'm like, bro, I don't know, man. I don't know. I know. What are you trying to tell us, Cod? Trying to tell us, Cod? Infinity War. What are you guys telling us? We just need to realize yeah. that at Activision. the end of the day, we all want the same thing. We Absolutely. want better life. Better Absolutely. Life. Better life. Come on. More life, like Drizzy said. I mean, so like I spent a year in Texas, right? You guys know this. And I talked to a lot of guys that are not from where I'm from, right? And we disagree on a lot, but then that night we got and drank and have a good time. And we're, you know, we loved each other. And I was like, we can do this, you know, in the military. You got people all from all over the country, but you end up leaving that experience loving everybody. Exactly, because you're all on the same team. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I remember like, you know, when I was a kid, I was so proud 
you know, to wave that flag, you know? I watched in the Olympics, right? I watched all of our athletes and all these different Americans are just like, America, right? And it's just very sad right now what I'm looking at because there's not a brotherhood anymore. It's just gimme, gimme, gimme. Like, yeah. this is mine, this is yours. The, like, individualism we've bred in this yeah. country has, like, backfired yeah. incredibly because now it's not like we're... Nobody thinks, oh, we're all Americans. For sure. It's like, oh, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate, you know? Like, I remember I was talking to this one Samoan dude when I was in basic, right? And me and him were talking to each other, and I was asking him where he's from. We are really happy. And his instructor comes out. He was just like, oh, you guys are Samoan? You guys, oh, yeah, yeah, Talofa, all that bullshit? Nah, you guys are in the Air Force now. We're all blue. Like, kill all that. And I understood what he meant. He's like... You don't create a relationship with somebody and isolate them just because you guys are the same race. Like, we're all, you know, on the same we're team. We're right on now. each other's team. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's a way to unify, which I really love. Which is, you know? because, yeah, I mean, at that point, especially in the military, it's like, because you are falling out under the U.S. military. Yeah. It's like, you're not Samoan, you're not white, you're not, you're not German. You're, it's yeah. like, bro, you're... And there's, there's prejudice everywhere. Yeah. But what I found in the military is it doesn't matter... You know, if you're Mexican, white, black, whatever, it's just who's the best at their job, right? No one's going to run into battle with somebody that's shitty at their job and put their life on the line for this person just because we're both white, right? Just because we're both black. Like, most of my superiors are people of color. My commander is a woman. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, Is she the okay. Samoan lady? No, she's from Hawaii, but she's like mixed Filipino, uh -huh. you know, white, Hispanic. But she's dope, and I'm just like, why can't we all do this? Like, yeah, I was like, why can't we all do this? Like, we had a race conversation because of everything that's happening right now, and everybody had really good opinions, you know? All the white people had really rounded out really good opinions because we have to work with each other, you know? Yeah, and having those conversations is what leads to, like, revelation. Like, yeah. oh, we aren't different. We no. both want the same thing. If you have under a million dollars in your bank account, you're on the same side. Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Where's the money going right Yeah, now? man. Why are the billionaires getting richer and everyone else can't even find a job? Like, nope. Yeah, I think classism is way more of a problem than race. Yeah. You know? That 1% stuff, they weren't kidding, man. They like Those 1%ers, are they're broadening the gap as we speak. While we're all killing each other. Yeah, for what? Look at them. They're all laughing, yeah. laughing all the way to the bank like the money tickled. All these politicians, they eat together. They go to like the nicest restaurants in Washington and New York, and these guys are just breaking bread together while we're all fucking <laughs> killing each other. Peasants. Yeah. It's, it's really unfortunate time right now. I was, I'm hoping this is just one of those times in history where I guess the pendulum is swinging hard in one direction, and then it'll kind of level itself out. But I hope so, but usually it takes some time to be leveled out. It does. It's going to swing back. I, like, compared to now, we grew up in a very chill time like compared to what's going on right now. Another thing I've also noticed is um, it's like from watching the Umbrella Academy season two, um, they go back to the 50s, and one of the characters joins like a civil rights movement. And the leader of their civil rights movement was always saying, act with honor and dignity For sure. with whatever you're doing. Because, and they organize things. Like, yeah. it's not being organized enough. So people are just like feeling all these emotions, going out yeah. and then destroying things. And that's not how we want to be portraying the message of Same what we're trying to get across. Yeah. Same with that kid, Kyle Rittenhouse. Like, you're going to see more and more of those people until we can teach people to be productive yeah. about what they believe in. And I completely understand what he, what he was thinking. Like, he's like, look, I want to protect, you know, this country. I don't want it to drop into chaos. But he was extremely misguided, right? Yeah. Like, there needs to be more productive There was Facebook ways. groups, like, saying, yeah, let's go. Let's all link up and yeah. defend this area yeah. with our guns. And so, I mean, I can't speak for him. He might have had some, you know, race issues in his life, some prejudice. But at least in, I guess, part, <coughs> what he's saying, like, the country needs to be protected and things like that. I can get behind that. But... Yeah. Yeah, we're even with you know, yeah, do it with honor and dignity, yeah, like but what also, you're saying, but also on the same time, too, though. But it's a more of a holistic, like, scale problem because, like, even when like sports teams wins, there's always something that like rioting happens, looting yeah. happens, like, stuff happens. And so, like, if we're gonna really pinpoint protesting, like, and all stuff that's been happening with dignity and honor, we gotta look, look at a holistic scale hey, of yeah. things that we gotta figure out. You know? I can't even be upset about the sports thing because when the Seahawks went to the Super Bowl the first time, I acted a fool exactly. in downtown that's, Seattle. That's what I'm saying though, because it's funny when, when it's protesting something that you're against, it's like, oh, it's like it's rooting, looting and rioting, it's a terrible thing. Yeah, but when your sports team win, it's like, ah, they're just being, you know, 
Rambunctious. They're just being rambunctious, you know what I'm saying? But the one thing I can say about sports, and a lot of people that aren't sports fans, they say, well, you guys are like cavemen. You guys are so stupid. You like sports for nothing. But sports and music have been the greatest unifying subjects in American history. Absolutely. Like now, now not now. No. It's but divided now. <laughs> in the past, it was like when race was a problem, it's like, holy shit, I fuck with, you know, um, what's his name? 42. Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Everybody's like, holy shit, like, this is the first black man in baseball, and this is a white man's sport, but he's good as fuck, and we're winning games because of him. And so it got people kind of on board, like, with the Jackson 5, you know, Muhammad Ali, all these, like, black artists and athletes, white people were sitting there like, holy shit, these guys are good at the things we love. Like, maybe yeah, they're not bad But people. they're still, like, coming from these areas where it's not so great for their peers. For sure. So... Like going back to what we said about LeBron, like if he started, if he stopped acting like so for the movement or whatever, yeah, then then he becomes like a sellout. Yeah, so you can't you can't have it both ways. For like sure. if you want him to be active at the home base, um, like issues, or yeah. do you want him to just be like, oh, it doesn't matter. You would money. think that he. So there's a line in forty two. Right, where the owner of the Dodgers tells Jackie Robinson, you're medicine. He's like, you're medicine for us because you're going to make white kids love a black man and want to be like a black man. And maybe it'll open up people's hearts to understanding you and being empathetic, right? So you would think with athletes like LeBron and stuff like that, they'll be like, okay, well, we respect him in this avenue, so we're going to respect what he has to say. But again, the times we're living in right now, it's like so one-sided. It depends on like where you grew up. Like, no one can even empathize with what you're talking about anymore because they're just, like, so defensive. Like, it's very sad what we're seeing right now. Yeah, I just, I just want the world to love each other. What other? Just hit the blunt, man. Jesus exactly. Christ, bro. Wake up, take a dab, and exhale the hate. Yeah, man. Like, if somebody, like, gives me a free shot in a bar or somebody, like, shares their blunt, like, you don't give a fuck what color they are. Like, man, this guy's dope. Like... He was there for me when I needed him. Yeah, when I was down and out, he had the ends. Like. I, you know, I couldn't agree more, man. I, I, I hope one day that we can come to a place where differences do bring us, brings us together. You know, yeah, they're beautiful, I, man. Ideologies, like the way we are, the way we act, the way we look. You know, yeah. it's just, it's, we're in a really terrible place. Twenty, You know, the funny thing is, like, not to be corny, but it's like 2020 is a year of vision, right? Well, it, it, I think it did more so of exposing, like, things that are happening within our justice system, things that are happening within our everyday life. And I think it's exposing it in a good way. Yeah. But it's also showing, like, good Lord, we're a piece of what, crap. What have we been doing? <laughs> are we even worth saving? Is this... Yeah, what are dude. we... Yeah. Like, and even, like, in generations, we're talking about, you know, Gen Z and the millennials. They're really boxing on social media right now. Because, like, Gen Z saying that our generation didn't do enough, and our generation is saying, you guys are acting up right now. Like, you're not doing stuff with dignity and honor, right? You guys are just too wild. Yeah. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's weird. Like uh, that country song by, uh, well, it's a cover by Mr. Cowboy. <laughs> Grandpa, tell me about them good old days. <laughs> but those days were terrible, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about them good old days. We used to drop M-bombs without a care in the world. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't want to hear about those well, days. Gen X or boomers? I think that's it's X. X. You know, that's why, oh, don't get me started with that. Like, Because like, Gen X used to get on us all the time about what we're doing wrong. And it's like, I mean... We didn't have problems like racial. Y'all just we didn't have the racial problems that you guys. That had you guys just accepted it as being normal and just yeah. was like, "This is the way the world is." Like, it's like we could even date our girlfriends at that time. Yeah. <laughs> so, especially me and you. Yeah. Because you're uh, like Fabrizio, she's you know nothing, but it's like me and you. We have white significant others, and they're just you know. But with so, you talk about the past, right? Like, remember Drew Brees? He, like when he got in trouble. We're talking about his grandfather fighting in World War II. That's yeah, why he's like, oh, I won't, I don't respect anybody who kneels on yeah. the floor. And then Shannon Sharp, you know, a black man on Undisputed was like, my grandfather fought in World War II also. Lots of black men fought in World War II, but they came to a country that didn't even let them eat in restaurants downtown. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like... See how he backtracked too, though? Yeah, he did, he did. <laughs> he had to backtrack so hard. I'm sitting there like, look, and this is the thing about being visible. I gotta donate millions of dollars now, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I heard uh, Killer Mike, he talked about how American history is doing a disservice, not just to people of color, but it's doing a disservice to white people because it's all whitewashed history and it doesn't allow white people 
to see other cultures. Like we were there. Polynesians were there at Pearl Harbor. Black people were fighting in World War One and Two. Like we wouldn't have won those wars without black people. Sure. The Red Tails unit, the pilots. Yeah. Like we wouldn't have won these wars Them without natives black were out there. The code talkers. Yeah, and we're sitting there like, let's jump. We're visible. We're here. Like, and so for white people to go out there and talk about my grandfather's fought in the military, my I dad fought in the military. Father, I'm like, yo, mine did too. Yeah, mine did too. Yeah, my grandpa played the trumpet in the Vietnam War. That's like, what I'm saying, man, like we fought in these wars too. We are every bit as American as you are, especially Only being Samoan with our high rate of enlistment, highest, like the in highest the in the country per capita. Want to be realistic too? If we're like really blunt too. It's like like our ancestors fought for your ancestors' freedom. And we didn't and get any of it. We yeah. didn't get any. No. So like people have to understand that too. And the thing that I get so irritated about the kneeling on the flag, like I get so irritated with it because it's like a Green Beret told him, had a conversation and had said, hey, like we actually take a knee because why? Because we lost a team member. We lost or something. Talking about happened. Kaepernick, right? Yeah, yeah. Kaepernick. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Kneeling at the flag. And it's like, that's the reason Kaepernick. Now I'm going to admit when Colin Kaepernick was sitting, I thought that was, that was disrespectful like to me personally. Like if you're going to protest, I get it. But like. I feel like sitting was a little bit of a like. I, it's disrespectful. It's, it's yeah. to me at least. Yeah. I used to hate having to say the Pledge of Allegiance yeah. <laughs> in school. We had to do that every morning. For it sure. seemed like we did too. So communist. Yeah. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Honestly, when you say it like that, I oh. honestly like Probably everybody, honestly, everybody over the intercom, the whole t- the whole schools on. I pledge wow. allegiance to the flag, Dang, and it was just Mike, like you you're just like, wow, what is this? That's so Bro, true. And I, I remember, pledge my allegiance. I used to close my eyes. Oh my <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surprised I didn't do this. No, yeah. <laughs> Nobody saw that. So. No one saw it. Thank God. That's why. But I'm yeah, and Stu, you remember this? Like Spirit 105.3, the Christian radio station used to take their crew around to all the schools in the in the state, and they would have that class say the pledge of allegiance. One nation under God. Yeah. It says under God. We have to. Be Dude, but in public schools, remember, like yeah. they, that act that happened where, like, yeah, they were like, they, you they don't would, have to say that part. Yeah, they don't say it. So, like, like was it? Pledge uh, of flag of the United States of America. One nation under, oh, under yeah, God, nation, indivisible, yeah. so with liberty like, and justice it. for all. What about that part, guys? Ooh, liberty ooh, and ooh. justice for all. And that's that's Christ one thing, Mike, oh. that I can say. The forefathers that built this country, if you want to keep going back in history and stuff, we hate on you know the forefathers. They own slaves and shit like that, right? But they at least built a country where you could adapt and change. Yeah, the foundation was set by them. Like, you know, if you guys don't want slaves in the future, handle that. Yeah, they at least had the forethought to be like, maybe this isn't such a good idea, but we are people of the times, so... Like and and that it goes across the board with them, right? Like they can't hold their position if they're shunned by society. Absolutely, <laughs> and it goes it goes across the board with them. They're like, look, in a hundred years, two hundred years, this country is going to look different, and maybe that's not with color, right? It might look different with economics or whatever they believe, you know, and it's going to change. But so we'll let you guys decide what you want. Self governance, but yeah, there's a there's a pull right now because the country's changing like demographically. Like there's a lot more people of color in this country, a lot of mixed kids in this country, so. Mixed kids are the future. Genetic diversity is one of the ways to succeed in life. Because if you're just kids are so yeah. beautiful, man. Shout so, out to mixed kids. Oh my kids. god, bro! Beautiful. Like I, whew, it's a beautiful mix, man. You got like white and black kids, white Samoan, like Asian and and Polynesian. Yeah, it's just, everyone's ooh. gonna look like Blake Griffin in the future, Mike. I hope not, because that dude looks strange as fuck, man. <laughs> he looks like what you know the Fifth Element. Yeah. 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 Those like those mon- like the. This is fucked up, but yeah. Yeah, you look like the you look like, you look like the gargoyle looking. Yeah. Like, <sighs> same skin tone too. <laughs> I'm fucking Blake. I'm tired of Blake Griffin, man. This guy, so it took him ten years to figure out how to play offense. I'm like, bro, all you did was dunk and drop step on everybody yeah. for like ten. Now your seasons. knees hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping over cars and shit. Like kids don't do that at home. Don't jump over cars. Yeah, now like, now it's so hard to even get a dunk in a real game. Yeah, we're shooting threes, bro. Brick, 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 make. Brick, 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 make. Yeah. Well, we're going to cut it short. Uh, cut it off. Cut it short. Whatever. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Stu, for having us. This is your show now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. I appreciate my brothers. 
Uh, for those who don't know, I'm the behind-the-scenes guy, so the fact that my brothers let me on just to shed some BS on here. Yeah. <laughs> we just it's, it's wanted you in the foreground, not and the it's, background. It's always fun. You know, it's always fun to be uh, to do this. Follow my bros. It's all in the bio. Follow their Instagrams, their socials, all that. Let's yeah. honor, man. Smart people. Yeah, DM us. Anything you guys feel like we should be speaking on, we'd love to hear from you guys. We're still waiting. Got a couple shout-outs. Shout-out to my guy Cody in San Diego. Ooh. Paid his five dollars. Five dollars. And um, and also sh- shout out to them freshmen on Instagram, straight flexing. Woo! A shout out to Christian. Uh, I just hung out with him this past weekend, and this Ooh. guy told me I had a sexy ass voice. Ooh. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, what's so what? Okay, I feel bad, but who's that guy on Instagram? Oh, Chucky V. Bro, he sponsored a post. Yeah. For you guys. Shout out to Chucky V. Shout out Chucky V. We love you. Read the bish. You out here too. I see y'all. Check his TikTok out too, because his content's actually pretty fire. Pretty and uh last but not least, shout out to all my semi pro football players out there that listen to the podcast and uh put on. Yeah. What's up, guys? Mark P, Young Heem. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> David, Wayne, Hayden. Uh, Max, Lel. <laughs> Let me get my list out. I'd also like to thank Gage, uh, Amber, her mom, her dad, my mom and dad, Brianna. Yeah. Shout out to my pups for pooping during the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, is that awkward silence. I think they pooped. <laughs> yes, sir. That out, so it's okay. Thanks, y'all. We'll see you guys next week. Bam. Yeah.